Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, everybody? April 26th edition of the Fightful MMA Podcast. Yours truly, Joe. Sean Pearson, Showdown Joe with you today. Let's do this, Joe. Let's do it. What's up, guys? Sean Pearson, as always, hijacking the intro. Sean Rossap is taking a piece out of Sean Pearson's book whenever he comes in here uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, you can follow Sean online, Sean Pearson, at Sean Pearson, uh, via all social media. Yours truly, at Showdown Joe. And of course, uh, you can follow us at Fightful MMA and FightfulMMA.com for all of your mixed martial arts news. Sean, you're, you're sporting a, a tee that I haven't seen uh, since UFC 129 in Toronto. Was that the first time that the UFC came out with that tee? I have no idea, but they they send me these things. You know, I'm a celebrity. You know, <laughs> I, it's an old favorite of mine. I don't remember. I remember I had a USA one, and I got this one. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a nice little shirt. So, you know what? It's I don't like, even know where still mine in is. Still in the rotation here. I, I may have thrown mine in my banana bag downstairs because I'm so upset with UC Canada. That's another story altogether. Bitter, bitter, Pearson. I'm bitter. Who's there now? Do we have a UFC Canada technically? Uh, I think with the change in ownership, there was a, the change in the ownership of the UFC. Uh, that was another one of the international offices that was sort of shut down. Click, bye-bye. Uh, and I know there's a few people that are left. Uh, I've seen them at the two UFC events. I, I saw one of them at the UFC off or at the UFC in Toronto and one of them at the UFC uh, in Buffalo. But that's just one party, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it's a party that, never mind. Uh, dude, I haven't seen you in like three, four weeks, man. How you been? I, you know, had some family stuff going on, but you know, I'm back in action. You know, I know you have trouble holding this down without me, but you know, I feel like the fans will still come back, you know, once they hear I'm here. Well, I just want to know, are you a professional athlete yet or no? I'm always a professional athlete, but you should see me play men's league hockey. I'm a superstar. Two goals in my last outing. Um, I think they might retire my number in Stouffville hockey. I don't know. That's- <laughs> 
guys, if you're on the live chat right now, don't forget, uh, you can hit us up on the top right hand of your screen. Um, anything you guys say, we'll, uh, we'll do our very best to address as we go on. I think Pearson is going to give it a shot and actually see uh, the live chat while we do this podcast. It's a bit of a challenge, uh, but it can be done. C Phoenix is already on there. Hi, guys. What's up, C Phoenix? Shawnee joins us uh, pretty much every single day uh, on the podcast here. Uh, he's, I, he's probably, C Phoenix is probably going to wait for someone to go off and then he rips into them or, or straightens them out with some logic and some science. So uh, we do got a brother in, in C Phoenix. Um, I, I've heard stories about you playing hockey. Before we get into MMA stuff, because I do want to ask you a whole whack of MMA stuff, but uh, before we get into that, I've heard some stories about you uh, playing even men's hockey, and, and and they're all good. Like Pearson's a badass on the ice, legit skills. So well, it, should depends be on, it depends on the caliber that I'm playing against. You know what I mean? Let's not let's not blow my horn a little too much here. You know, there's some really talented guys here that make me look bad, but you know, I can play hockey. But uh, again, I'm not with the elite of the elite or anything. There's have you been on the ice I'll with guys? I'll tell you, I can. But have you been on the ice with guys before where you were like, "This is gonna suck. These guys are so fast, so good." Well, to be honest with you, my competitiveness will always let me compete. But at the same time, I'm realistic enough to know that I'm just out here to compete. Like, we used to do Hockey Night in Soville that had all the pro players in it. Um, and I used to come out as one of the pseudo-celebrities. That, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great game. And, again, we had, like, like NHLers that were going at it right now. And then there was some retired NHLers. Like Keith Acton used to be one of the guys who put it on. And, again, I, I can go out there and compete. But, again, no one out there is trying to, you know, win the Stanley Cup. Um, and I can be competitive out there, but at the same time, I, I also realize when I'm seeing some of these guys skating sick and I'm like, well, I don't have those skills, <laughs> you know, a little clutch and grab for me, a little grimy, grimy, and we're good to go. That's it. Roy Soria's joining us in the live chat. What's up, Roy? Uh, what's up, everybody? Don't forget any questions, comments, suggestions for Pearson and I, uh, we will try and take this podcast uh, any way that you guys uh, decide to take it. Uh, Sean, I do want to ask you something. Did you get a chance to watch the UFC Nashville show? I watched the majority of it. I didn't see every single fight, but the uh, majority of the fights I saw. Well, I do want to get your thoughts on Ally Aquinta for sure, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, uh, one of your former uh, opponents, Jake Ellenberger, was on the wrong end uh, of a beatdown from Mike Perry. Uh, it was pretty graphic. It was pretty ugly. Uh, it is, of my opinion, I think Jake Ellenberger should, should honestly consider hanging up the gloves. What do you think? I, again, I'm not going to... Laya, I think it's probably about time. Um, he's just been on the receiving end of a lot of trauma in the last few fights. Um, and again, depending on what his future goals are, I just don't see him in the picture. You know, a one-time title contender, I don't see him in that picture. And I don't see him getting back in that picture now. Again, he'd love for him to go out there and prove me wrong. But as of right now, I just don't see him anywhere near um, where he wants to be, I'm sure. And, you know, taking the abuse he's taken right now, again, he, he's... I think was that I think he got TKO'd in a previous fight too, but not not knocked unconscious. That one he was knocked knocked out, but I know that he got stopped previously as well. Um, he's taken some hard shots lately. When you see a former opponent like that go down that way, or even even when they win or lose, what goes through your mind? Um, initially, like especially when you're active, anybody that I've fought, win or lose, I want to see them win. I cheer them on better than anybody in the world because one, if I beat them. It makes me look better if they win. And if I lost to them, I want to think I lost to one of the best guys. So either way, I'm cheering anybody I compete against, I'm cheering them on. Um, I've never had any resentment to anyone I've fought, especially in the UFC. So I'm always in their corner, you know, hoping they do well. Absolutely. Ninja Pirate, he showed up on the chat. He's like, Pearson is back to tell us how much he doesn't give a shit about the UFC. (laughs) Is that true? Is that true? 
pretty much right on about that. Like, call a spade a spade here. I, I don't care any way we look at it. It's again, I, I love fighting. Um, where I see the fights, I don't care. The UFC has, you know, the biggest paychecks. You know, they're not paying the fighters, but I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I go back and forth on this all the time. It's not that I have any hate for the UFC because I don't. It's just at the same time, I think the sport's not where it needs to be financially. And again, I, I'm not on the bitter bus because I'm a grown man. I signed my contracts. I, I did what I did. But I still just feel like everybody here should be making a lot more money for, you know, what we go through. And until it's fixed, I'm not, you know, a huge fan of any of them because I don't think Bellator is any better. They're just, they're starting to widen their pocketbooks, but they're, they're all the same. That's the sentiment that, you know, that I've been thinking about Ally Aquinta. I think he's a conflicted individual right now because, you know, he takes a two-year layoff. Obviously, he was bitter about the contract, ends up signing the contract, uh, you know, two years off, comes back, you know, destroys Diego Sanchez. And then afterwards, um, went off on an interview in his post-fight interview and then his post-fight tweets uh, were rather spectacular. I mean, the guy goes off there and, you know, he talked about being, you know, he got paid 26 and 26, you know, half of that's probably gone. So you really got paid 26 uh, from taxes and paying your corner, paying your manager and stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, when he didn't get fight of the night, he ripped the UFC. He just, you know, F you, Hey, UFC F you. And then this place is getting wrecked. Uh, in the interview, he talked about in the post-fight interview. He talked about not knowing what to do next because he doesn't want because the next, you know, as, as he progresses up the ladder at lightweight, the fights are only going to get tougher. And he's like, I ain't getting paid enough to fight these tougher guys. This ain't easy, you know. He's happy with his real estate career, so it's sort. Of, but he loves fighting, and you could tell whenever the question was asked correctly, he showcases a love for fighting. But it's all about the money. If he ain't getting paid enough, but he signed a contract, so this is a conflicted individual. I don't even know if we're ever going to see this guy back again. Well, that's not confliction. That's someone who's maturing, right? It's the same, same dilemma I was in. Like, I felt, again, it was easier for me because I was in the game late. But I realized, I'm like, I was having my second child, and I'm like, well, what am I getting paid to do here? It's not financially worth the risk I'm putting my family through. I'm the breadwinner of the family, and I'm doing this. Ally Quinta, I'm sure he makes good money from real estate. He's got a, you know, a career goal there, and he's an athlete. So you're always conflicted. The only reason I came back to fighting is because of that. You know, I had retired what, when I was probably 20. 28 or 27 and gotten a full-time gig, got married, did this stuff. But because I'm an athlete and I love competing, I just kept coming back. You know, I liked the abuse. I came back. I wanted to compete, but I was okay at the time with, you know, not fighting for a lot. My dream was just to compete as a pro athlete. Well, I like Winter, he's been there, done that. And now he's like, well, I need a paycheck. I, I get it. And to be honest with you, he's being very smart right now. He's doing the Conor McGregor in a different way. Now, whether it works or not, we don't know, but he's actually being very successful in fighting. He's exciting to watch. And if he starts to disappear again, people are going to start to see like what's going on. If he can stay in social media and keep this buzz going about himself, saying I'm not fighting again, just like Conor McGregor not fighting for a year. He's in the media every day because he wants to fight Mayweather. Maybe Ally Quinta should call out McGregor right now. You know what I mean? Start doing that. Get, get McGregor's name and his name in the same sentence. You know what I mean? I, he could be doing the right things right now, just starting it up. I don't know. Uh, Ninja Pirate says Pearson has a more re- realistic view compared to others. Uh, uh, I'm not going to mention the names because uh, the person that's that's listed on there is a you know someone I know very well and is very kind uh, to a lot of the stuff we did on UFC Central. Uh, C Phoenix, I'll get to your uh, off subject uh, in a moment regarding Freddie Roach. There, um, in terms of Ally Aquinta, I think this is a situation because you know you're the one that basically was one of the guys that started this, Sean, where it was I ain't getting paid enough. I got a family and 
there's other options for me. Now, I, I go back to my days when I was training at Grappling Arts Academy in Woodbridge. This is like the mid, uh, late 90s. You know, I had visions that if I trained enough, I could fight until I found out you get paid 500 bucks to fight back in the, in the 90s. Was that, like, the, was that the only consideration you had there, Joe? Yes. The, the only correct. reason you thought that you, you were going to give up fighting is because the money wasn't there for you. And you're that so my, my body so sucks. Cute. You're so cute. I am. I appreciate it. What a hug. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Next, okay. And, and I, I get it. Like the financials suck here, but at the end of the day, an athlete's an athlete and they, they want to do what they love. So that's, that's what the confliction is right now. He wants to be there, but at the same time, he's like, what's, what's better for me? You know what I mean? He's like, we got family, we got kids. We, you know, he's probably an intelligent guy too. He, he comes across very, very well spoken. And so he knows he's got options. The problem is a lot of these guys don't have options. Do you know I mean, and that's where people get screwed when you put all your, all your eggs in this basket here. And then, you know, your, your pipe dream is to be a millionaire and the UFC is like, we got this guy. You know what I mean? We just hold that. And I think someone said it, I read on one of the things that, you know, we're just going to put this bonus in front of you, but who controls the bonuses? They do. You know what I mean? Why didn't I get the bonus for my UFC fight night? My original fight. You know what I mean like they control that stuff. And then what pisses you off is every once in a while, they'd be like, oh, and we gave so-and-so a bonus for, for dick shit. I remember when, when I really got, when I was bitter with the UFC, like there's been times when I, I love the UFC, times when I'm bitter, but I, I was bitter at one situation where I don't get the, I don't have the name right now, but someone wore a Speedo in the octagon and his balls got taken out of it. Do you remember Dennis that Holman? Fight? So Dennis Holman was wearing a Speedo. Who did he fight? Was it uh, Paul Harris? No, I don't think it was Paul Harris. He, he lost the fight. Whoever wore the Speedo and had their balls come out lost the fight. And Dana White gave the guy a 50000 or $75,000 bonus because he beat the guy in the Speedo. I'm like, you said I deserve fight of the night, and you didn't give me a hundred grand that I was supposed to get, but you give a guy who's not supposed to get seventy five k seventy five k because you like the fact that he beat a guy in a Speedo. And I'll come up before the, the end of the podcast to see who it was. That you might be right with Dennis Holman, but this guy wore a speedo, and I remember his ball sack came out during the fight, um, and he had to readjust himself. It wasn't stopped; it was just like a readjust. Because I remember, you know, everybody free, free, what do you call it? Freeze frames, everything. Yeah, the gifts and stuff. Yeah, and I just remember seeing that, and being like, "What the fuck?" Like you just you hand out money when you want to to people you want. So that also got me thinking because I remember they used to always talk about behind the scene bonuses, like bonuses that they don't even talk about or don't even announce. I never got one of those other than the 5k. We all, we all pretty much get at the end of a fight. Like we all get a 5k bonus if we do anything, but I'm thinking to myself, his friends and buddies are probably getting hundred K like Frank Mir's not getting 5k. I know that. Do you mean a trouble? Yeah. So, you know, it just got me thinking, I'm like, they just, they're controlling this right now. And you know, I'm a pawn and that's cool, but I'm gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a rapper too. Look at that. <laughs> when you know what I, I want you to go back to the moment when you realize that's it i'm done i'm not fighting anymore i i, I can't do this anymore i've got better options um and you know were you, were you pursuing other options other than competing in the ufc or was one presented to you where you're like you know what i can make more money doing this than i can fighting three times in the ufc for a year i made more money before the ufc so that was never a question i mean i made more money working at dell computers than i made in the ufc the, the UFC was a dream. It was, I want to compete as a professional athlete. Um, you know, I'd hoped to make more money and I had one, one good year financially. I had some good sponsors. Um, but then I got, I got hurt a couple of years. So it's not anybody's fault, but the fact that, you know, I was injured a little bit and there wasn't a ton of motivation for me to be uninjured because I mean, it's not like the Sean, here's a hundred grand if you take a fight. Um, but yeah, it's, 
I had these options and I just, here, here's where it comes down to for me. This is where I had my maturity moment. So obviously we're having our second child, but what it comes down, comes down to is when you go back into the workforce, let's say you're, you're, I'm in IT. So let's talk about IT. Every industry is changing on a daily basis. So the longer I take off out of my field, so I'm in an IT field, the longer I take off. So I took off four or five years for fighting. My resume and my qualifications become weaker and weaker to move back to the job force. So if your intent is eventually to go to the UFC and then come back to the, the workforce like mine was, the longer I'm away, the weaker my resume gets. Now, I do, I do get other attributes in the, the UFC, like I get recognize, recognizability, which can all be an asset to my job, but not everybody's job has that. You know what I mean? Like how many IT guys thought there'd be a UFC guy working IT for them? Do you know what I mean? But like there's benefits to it. You know, I got to do some public speaking, which, you know, in front of customers, it works out well. There's a, a skills transition there. But not every job is like that. So the way I looked at it is the longer I stayed away from working, the weaker my resume was going to come back to, which meant when I go back into the workforce, the lower my paycheck was going to be. And that was just, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I putting my family through this? If I'm a single guy, this is easy. I'll go live on a gym floor. I don't care. I mean, I, I can I can grime it out. You know, I was at TriStar dorms when the dorms were just that. It was basically, you know, you, you're in a room, sleep on the floor, whatever. You know, that's I'm cool with that. But at the end of the day, my family, I'm not cool with them doing that. So I rambled. What about guys? Yeah, no, no, that's perfect. I mean, what about guys or girls that don't have anything? They, they just got into fighting when they were 14 years old, and then they get to the UFC, and then you know their career comes to an end. They didn't make enough money, obviously not enough money to retire. They didn't invest their money. What do what they do, you, do? What do you think happens? They become dormant. They become – like I don't want to say bums because they don't all become – but they're put in a really shitty situation. Um, and that's my point here. A lot of these people only have fighting. That's why you see some of these people fighting on every single card they can get on, even when it's well past their prime, well past the fact that we know they're going to win or lose because they don't have that skill set to transition into a workforce and they don't have the support system to help them transition. Let me tell you this. I know maybe the UFC has changed in the past five or six years since I've been there. But they're not helping transition athletes into other, other jobs. They, and they, again, they, they have a talk with you once a year for some of the people. But I mean, that's not assessing real life job skills to make yourself a transition out of fighting into something else. Not all of us are given jobs like Matt Hughes or Chuck Liddell or whoever else, Forrest Griffin, whoever else has been transitioned into the UFC and, you know, and taking a regular paycheck. That doesn't happen for most of us, for 99% of us. So what are you left with? You're left with hopefully you've got a strong family to support you and good friends. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the skill sets to succeed in life, you're, you've got some big problems here. Opening Art, up a gym, it's hard too. True. Art, Art Bell jumped on the uh, chat at the wrong time or at the right time. He says, UFC, uh, colon, no freeballing. What a time to join a chat. Yikes. Uh, but Ninja Pirate comes on and says, hey, uh, it was Dennis Hallman, but off subject, Joe. Check out Dennis Hallman's fight uh, in SFL uh, for a fight of the year contender. Dennis Hallman also saved his fighter's life from a referee in the SFL. The referee failed to realize Hallman's fighter was choked unconscious. Hallman hopped the cage and stopped the fight himself. So respect to him. Holy smokes. Yeah, I, I'll check that fight out. What I got to do right now is uh, I got to Google to see who who's free balling here. So let me... Let me <laughs> nuts. Yeah, what do you make of this whole, you know, I still talk to people about the whole Reebok incident. People like it. People don't like it. For the most part, they don't like it. I mean, the, the option is there to select the shorts that you like. Um, you know, George. 
George always, George has never competed. George St. Pierre, that is, never competed under the Reebok banner. And he will shortly. Uh, did you? You didn't compete in the Reebok banner, did you? Either. Nope. Never. Excuse me. They allow you different types of shorts and different cuts, uh, different lengths uh, and stuff like that. Does it bother you when you see guys wearing the tight stuff or the bag, uh, extra too baggy stuff? Because, I mean, you used to wear almost the basketball shorts when you competed, which I found, I guess, no one really wanted to go to the ground with you, uh, except for Dun Young Kim. Um, but I always thought baggy shorts is easy for guys to grab when the ref's not looking real quick. Uh, whereas George told, told me all the time the reason why he wears the tight shorts is they can't, there's no chance of them cheating at all. I mean, what do you think of that? Listen, I, I don't know. I know that I'm the the uncut guy, but I, I'm old school, and and you know I mean I don't like the look of spandex. I'm not, you know, on the the French guys. They all love that. You know, I even look at European look at the at the beach. You know I mean, they're wearing speedos. The American Canadian look is more, you know, the the board short. So that's my look. I like board shorts. The speedo look, you know, I don't want to, you know, say anything more. But I, again, I'm not the the speedo guy. I just don't like the look of it. Um, I don't like the fact that I know we're wearing jocks, but your your balls are that close to my face, and it's I know it's I you see it there it is there, there's your junk you know what I mean like awesome you know what I mean I don't know to me it's a look thing I, I I'm sure I could wear them and, and you know I'd be fine it's just I don't like the look. Uh, Roy Soria, oh, you, you corrected yourself. He's wondering if that was a, a Lesnar versus Goldberg poster behind you, but it's actually a Lesnar versus Overeem uh, poster. Is that all signed up? Yeah, those are all the those are some of the fights that I was at. Um, every time you fight in the UFC, the one cool thing is everybody signs the poster. So when you get there, you sign like sixty three posters. Every fighter on the card gets a fully signed uh, poster. So there, that was uh, the New Year's Eve card. I fought Dung Young Kim. That was my uh, that was UFC Toronto George versus uh, Shields. That one over there is my first fight. That is uh, Riddle Matt Riddle. Yeah, that was me and Riddle, but George versus Koscheck. Um, I got a couple posters down right now because on this, you can't see over here, but I had a flood. So that wall is getting replaced. So the posters are down, but yeah. And that's my first fight. My shorts, uh, I don't know how to point to it over there. My shorts with a couple of pictures of me and Riddle. Do you have the shorts when you fought Vino? Has, uh, three more. No, that's from when I fought Riddle. Those shorts. No, no. Do you have the uh, shorts, the white shorts when you fought, uh, Vino? Uh, they're not white. They're they're red and pink. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't have them anymore. Yeah, yeah, they were bad. Did you toss them or did you give them somebody? I think I gave them to someone. I think Bruckman might have took them. Oh, Justin uh, Justin Bruckman actually fought. That was it last weekend or the weekend before? Yeah, he had a kickboxing match, it looked like. I, I didn't go to it. It was in Oshawa. Yeah, do you know for, for I know he won. Yeah, do you know he won. Okay, good, good. Yeah. I haven't I haven't a chance to talk to him. Actually, I was actually going to text him earlier today, but I, I was driving around Barry and Bradford uh, and stuff like that for my other business. Um, is oh, there any stuff that you that's, collect? That's, time out, time out. that's another thing we got to talk about. Your selfie game is weak. Why like, is that? I, <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. How do you get followers with just your mug in the picture? You want followers? Take your picture with some bitches in the background or something. I don't know. I, I just get the. Guys, I'm on my way to Stouffville, and it's it's your mug, and it's the same mug every day. You know what I mean? Like you're not changing the picture, but I just see you you want me to up. in your car. Click, I'm like Joe. I saw that picture yesterday. It's the same. <laughs> it's just you're going to Newmarket instead of Stouffville today. It's the same picture. So I'm just going to tell you, your Instagram <laughs> game is weak. Not that mine's great. Mine's a picture of my kids, but me looking at your face every day is not cool. 
Oh, uh, you love it, dude. You know who yeah. the pretty one is here. Come on. Yeah. It's yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. Okay, so I've got, I've got to up my selfie game. All right. Yeah. Um, I, but I can't take pictures with <laughs> hey, listen, you know that. Listen, That's best, not a good idea. Your best selfie is the one that you're not in. <laughs> <laughs> you're such an ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tuning in right now. Yes, Roy, sorry, uh, sorry. Oh my God, shots fired. This is nothing. This is nothing of what I have to deal with. I've had to deal with this clown for years and decades with this guy. It never ends. So the fact that we have a podcast together now on, on Thursday or Wednesday nights, it, it makes no difference. This is Sean, day in, day out, no matter what. Um, okay, there's a name on there ending in 007. We already talked about Ally Quinta. Uh, so I don't know what else to mention about him in terms of, you know, we don't know if he's coming back. Sean believes he's maturing up. Things are changing uh, for Al. Uh, I don't know if he's ever going to come back because of that, because of the, the money and stuff like that. So he's a very talented fighter. He's getting there. Sean says he should. Is that you or me? That was me, buddy. Getting important Just phone completely. calls. People are calling in. Making deals here, buddy. Making deals. <laughs> you should change your name to the hijacker, dude. Hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I'm going to might as well go out. So I looked up for that who that was. It was Dennis Hallman versus Brian Eversall. Yes, Eversall. Eversall won the fight. Is that in Montreal? Uh, I don't think so. But Eversall won the fight, and he got a bonus. Oh, we may have lost Sean. Sean, you there? I don't know if Sean, if Sean can – either Sean will probably uh, – Either come back online or he'll – Sean, you there? I better be back. Of course I'm here. Come on, Joe. You cut me off for a second. I'm here. I'm always here. I didn't cut you off. You just cut yourself off with your Wi-Fi. Pay your, pay your bill, dude. Listen, buddy, I'm in the basement. What do you want me to do? I got two kids going to bed right now. You're an IT buddy, guy with bad Wi-Fi. Come on. Buddy, bad Wi-Fi. I'm cheap is what it is. I fought in the UFC. I got no money. <laughs> I got no money. No fight to up my paycheck and I get some better Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? They should be putting in a whole system here. Lighting, everything. I, you, Joe's over there with his whole, like, princess lighting system. Sean, how's my head look today? You know what I mean? Like, my my infrared bulb burned out. And I'm like, well, Joe, what about your spray tan? He's like, well, they didn't pay for that this week. I'm like, well, you know, it's different. You know? <laughs> We're on different budgets. You guys believe this shit? Oh, this is awesome. Uh, another comment in the live chat from 007. Uh, why doesn't Matt Sarah talk to his boy, uh, Dana to sort him out. Well, Matt Sarah unfortunately is on UFC Unfiltered, which is a UFC product, which basically Dana's paying him in no uncertain ways. So you really can't go to Dana and say that kind of stuff. I'm sure he could talk to him uh, and say, look, man, Al's got this or that. And I'm sure he does. But the bottom line is it's Dana's money. Uh, and if Matt wants to keep getting paid because he's no longer fighting, he's got a successful gym, uh, which I've been to, by the way, which is amazing. Uh, but if he wants that, other stream of income to continue coming in. Sometimes Joe, you just can't you, rock the boat and, and go after your boss. Joe, did you train there or did you just go check it out? I rolled on their mats. I did. You I was there for a mats? shoot for UFC Central. Oh, so you trained huh? or you, you did a shoot there? That's a different thing, right? You you went on the mats, but did you roll there? Like, did you? Who'd you train with? We did roll. I got my ass handed to me, which I'm sure you, you you're not surprised about. No, I'm just curious. Yeah. Look at that smile. Look at that smile. Why the hate tonight? There's no Why the hate tonight? I don't care. If I was always nice, someone would watch this shit. Like, come on. If I just let you do your own podcast and didn't argue with you, no one's going to watch this. Absolutely. Do you agree or disagree with Matt Sarah? I mean, he's saying, why doesn't Matt Sarah talk to his boy Dana to sort him out? It ain't going to (laughs) happen. No, like, first of all, it's 
how are they boys? Like, it's not even Dana White's money. It's not, he's not making the final decision. He, he helps make decisions, but there's now there's people over his head too saying, no, this is what he's worth. Again, until Alec Winnin moves the needle, he's a great fighter. I love him. But until he moves the needle, why are they going to pay him more? So that's what I'm saying. Right now he's doing the right thing. Say, I'm not going to fight again, but keep yourself in the news. Start calling out Conor McGregor. He's got, he's in a position. What's his record right now? We're in his last, what's he, five and one in the UFC or he's got a good record. I don't remember what it is, but start calling people out. Off. I mean, I'll have to double check that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he's not defeated in two years. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, he's, he's 17 and uh, 17, three and one. 17, three and one. He can sorry, 13, three and one. Whatever. He can call out Conor. It's called, sorry, third. Yeah, well, I think they're in the same division. You're making us look bad. You keep calling these numbers out wrong. Okay, he's 13, 3, and 1. He can call him Conor McGregor, okay? Call him out. Get his name on your mouth and like, look for red panty night, okay? Let's get this going. That's his best route. I hope he's listening to this because that's what he's got to do. He's going after Sage Northcutt, apparently. 007 is saying he's going after Sage Northcutt. That's who he wants. Yeah, and that's a, a 30-second fight that's not going to sell tickets. Everybody already knows he's going to beat up Sage. You know, Sage is a young kid. He's an up-and-comer, but he's not even close to Ally Quinta. Like, he, what weight class is Sage in? 45, 50, 55, right? He tried 170, didn't like it, 55? Yes. He, he's not there yet. He, again, he could be an up-and-coming star, but he's not there yet. He's going to be in the movie. Uh, he's going to get movies. He's going he's gonna to be Ken in the next Street Fighter movie. Guaranteed. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. 007 wants to know if, uh, have you met any of the new owners of the UFC? I haven't. They have no idea who I am. They wouldn't even credential me uh, for Toronto. Uh, or I guess that their PR department wouldn't credential me for Toronto, my own backyard uh, that I helped build for them. Uh, and I in Buffalo. So he knows me. Me and, Mark, me and Mark, Mark Wahlberg met. He knows me. Mark Wahlberg, he's one of the owners, right? Oh, he's, like, one of the, he's one of the 75 celebrities yeah. that has stocks in the company, probably. Yeah, so I met him. You know, and I like Entourage, so I feel like we're boys. I mean, I watch that show a lot. So me and Mark, me and yeah, for those that don't know, anyone that watches Entourage, uh, Ari uh, in the show, that's the actual owner of the UFC, Ari Gold, or sorry, Ari Emanuel, who uh, was played uh, by Jeremy Pivens as Ari Gold. That's the owner of the UFC. That's the guy that runs uh, WMIIMG. So there, there's your new owner. If you're an Entourage fan and you remember the character Ari, that's who owns the UFC, not Jeremy Piven, the character uh, that played. Um <laughs> Showdown Joe, I just followed your Instagram. I appreciate that, Roy Soria. How often do you get confused with Pitbull? Daily? Like everywhere I go, the minute I put on my shades, especially with the weak selfies that Pearson says I have, it's the Pitbull thing all the time. Uh, it's just, there's, there's people that think that Pearson and I look the same. I mean, I yeah, can just imagine drunk, being. Let's the- call it a spade, a spade here because, you know, we don't look the same. Physically, not we're not even close to the same. Like, I think, what are you, five foot six? I'm 5'7", and I'm stocky, oh, and I'm built. You're 5'11", with a dad bod. I'm six foot, okay? And my dad bod, <laughs> at my worst, is going to look better than you. <laughs> Impossible. Yeah, you know, athlete, announcer, podcaster. Listen, we can put a line oh, of four women man. together side by side. I'm going to win this one outright. You want to go there? Uh, yeah, no problem. 
Well, we can't do it on a public forum, but uh, maybe we can do that uh, some other time. Boston Pizza, Steakhouse, uh, we'll figure something out. Uh, 007, uh, oh, he hates that prick, Ari. Which one? Are you talking about the character in the show or the owner in the UFC? Because uh, I kind of like that character. He was a badass, the character in the in the actual show Entourage. He also, 007, also wants to know, when's Nick Diaz coming back? <sighs> the hell if I know. Yeah, I think he's coming back for a while. Nick will come back when he feels like he doesn't give a fuck. He gives less fucks than Pearson gives. So he's going to come back whenever he wants. Um, he's where I could never read that guy. You know what I mean? If you give him a title shot, he'll come back today. You don't give him a title shot, he might never come back. I don't know. But he apparently got- that's all he wants. He wants to fight Teron Woodley, title shot or, or nothing. Yeah. So, you know, if, if he can move the needle that much to get that, you know, out there. you know, But he's going to be one of those guys, though, where let's say Tyrone's got a title shot coming up and someone backs out or gets hurt. And if they really need somebody, you know, Nick's that guy to be like, I got you here. Give me a million bucks. I'll do what Nate did. I'll come in and I'll, I'll ruin your your life for a minute and then we'll have a rematch. 007 said, Dana said on Snoop's show that all he needed to do was stop smoking marijuana for 24 hours. That ain't going to happen. I mean, it could happen technically, but he's not going to do that. Maybe that's why he can't pass the USADA test. That's probably <laughs> the reason why. Yeah, there's, that's a long time to pass a test because they, you know, what do they do? Like six months of pre testing for unretired fighters? You're going to ask that guy to stop smoking four. weed for I think it's four. Okay. So I ask him to stop smoking weed for four months. They got to wait to that. Maybe Nick comes back when that rule changes. Because I think they weren't there petitioning yeah, to take no. weed out of it. Yeah, they're looking at doing that, but uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. I mean, they're so. What happens when you legalize it, though? Do you mean it's. Right now, it's got to be. Well, it's got to be. So- so if that gets legalized in Canada, can you hear me? Are you, uh, am I, uh, yeah, no, I'm listening. It's, it's different in Canada. It's different in Canada as it is in the States because in the States it's still considered, um, uh, you know, it's federally it's considered illegal, but they bring it down to the state level, uh, to determine whether it could be done, uh, medicinally and or recreationally. So, so it's what, still what, considered illegal everywhere. It's weird. It's just a strange so what, what happens dynamic. In Canada, what happens in Canada if there's a fight in Toronto is that, you know what I mean? The, this, again, is it a UFC rule or is it a province? Well, I guess it's got to be a UFC rule because, again, I might be completely off on this, but I always thought steroids were legal in Brazil. I thought you could just go to the you know, the pharmacy and get steroids. And maybe that's just because all their athletes were taking steroids, but that's what my assumption was. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought if you're in Brazil, you just go to Shoppers Drug Mart and here you go. <laughs> what do you want, son? Well, I heard to say, I heard this. Well, I mean, is I was that, getting texts right? from friends. Is that wrong or right? I don't know. Is it legal there? Like, I, I, that's an honest question. I, I thought it was. Brazil, I don't know. In Mexico, I know because I was getting texts uh, or WhatsApp messages from friends when I was there on vacation with the wife. They were asking me legit, hey, man, any chance you can go to a pharmacy and get me this, HGH, that, this, that? And I'm kind of like, are you guys insane? Oh, there's easy ways you can bring it back. You just do this and that. I'm like, I don't, guys. Don't talk to me like this. Don't hey, send hey, me these Joe, messages. Joe, Joe, I'm going to tell you right now, whatever you're on, it's the wrong shit. <laughs> the only thing <laughs> the only thing that I'm on is this. Uh, fuck, that's the wrong shit, too. Apparently. That's it. What's that? That's the wrong shit, too, apparently. You need some hydroxy no. cut or something. You need something to leave. No you chance. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm pretty. I'm good. Uh, nope, I'll keep using. I've seen these pills. Uh, Ariane Celeste has them, or no, it's called Slim Tea or something on her uh, her Instagram. You should grab some of that Slim Tea or something. You saying oh. I'm you saying I'm fat? 
no, 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 no. You're, you're, um, what do they call it? They call it, um, robust. Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> oh, I think we just lost Pearson again. He's just, he's trying to, or that or he's writing out some more insults, uh, about me. Uh, uh, sorry. Um, yeah, hear me? Fuck. No, yeah. And it's called just stocky. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Nick admitted to smoking before GSP's fight in the press conference and nothing happened in Toronto. Okay, that fight was in Montreal, though. Uh, but even still. Uh, oh, just, to, just to go back to that that for, for a moment, Sean. In, uh, so next year, July 1st, 2018, uh, Canada Day, uh, the... Uh, Medicinal and recreational marijuana should be legal across Canada. Uh, it'll go down to the provincial level to determine how they want to handle that taxation-wise, distribution-wise. Uh, in Ontario, as an example, should be available through the LCBO, which is uh, the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Each province is a little bit different. That's a good question that you mentioned, by the way, in terms of well, what happens if a guy like Nick Diaz was to be scheduled to compete uh, in in Toronto, as an example, where next year, potentially, it's going to be recreationally okay. So does USADA look at that? Do they have jurisdiction? Um, it, it's, it's, you know, that, that, that's something I'll have to talk to. I'll try and get a lawyer on uh, or something like that to determine it. But, I mean, if you're competing in a – but if, it's just so weird because he lives in a state where – I'm trying to remember California if you can smoke recreationally or use it recreationally or not. I know medicinally you're fine. Vegas you should be fine or Nevada you should be fine. But, yeah, it's, it's very complicated. You know, it's, it's an evolutionary thing that we've got to figure this out. Eventually it's all going to be – What's you know, complicated? And regulated everywhere. Who gives a fuck? A guy smokes weed. Listen, you beat me while you're high on weed. Fuck all the power to you. I don't give a fuck. Like it is what it is. Like I don't know. We're getting awful picky with you know. What I mean, I, I get the steroid stuff. I, I'm against it too. But if someone smokes weed. They smoke weed. I don't. It is what it is. 007 is saying that's why George St. Pierre has gotten away with juicing for so long. Why is juicing free in Canada? If so, like I, I missed the boat on that one too. Uh, I don't think George is juicing. Did I miss something? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I don't think George is juicing. I think here, here's my thoughts on this. I think one out of a thousand people has great genetics. Like, I mean, phenomenal genetics. George, I believe, is one of those guys. Now, my problem is, it seems like everybody in the UFC has got these same genetics. And that's where I, I call I call things out. You know what I mean? Because like, not every person with great genetics should look like a bodybuilder in the UFC. Like I, that's where I sometimes I'm like, and that's why I look at you know, before the testing and after, I'm like, my God! And didn't Frank Mir just get busted um, because they brought out a brand new test that they weren't able to uh, identify things before? I think I just read. Yeah, that. and he's vehemently denying it as well. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure it was in you know some testosterone. He had hard, you know, what do you call it? What do you call those? Let me, uh, let me, let me stop one second. 007, he just said, uh, if George isn't juicing, why did he leave when USADA came in? Stop the presses. George St. Pierre left the sport because he was very upset with the different amounts, with the amount of people that were basically juicing. It was one of the reasons why he left. Uh, there were so many people he believed that were juicing, so he left. He wanted the sport cleaned up. It was a long time afterwards when USADA came in. So I think 007, you've got your facts in reverse. Uh, it's the complete opposite. And George is actually, what happened. George left. George, George offered to pay. 
I don't remember who his last fight was, uh, or was it Hendricks? But Johnny George, Hendricks with Vada. Yeah, he actually offered to pay for Hendricks' testing and his own um, out of his paycheck. And uh, I don't know if why Hendricks, but the, was it Hendricks? Is that the one he volunteered to pay for, or was it the one before that? Yeah, Whatever. it was one of the Voluntary Anti-Doping Association. He wanted to pay, and then it just turned yeah. into a big kerfuffle with the UFC at the time. It was just the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and I understand why the UFC didn't want it, though, because if someone does test positive at that time, it ruins their main event. You know what I mean? And they don't know who's testing positive or not. But, yeah, I believe George wanted to clean up the sport. Um, um, that was his, his approach to it. I think there was more to it than that, though. I think the, the reason why he took a step back – I got some white hairs in my goatee right here. It's bothering me. I'm going to have to dye that for the next show. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> the guy's taking case, shots at me. Just in case he's self-fitting himself. Just in case a lot of girls – I know they're, they're dying to watch this podcast. I get it. You know what I mean? So I need to look better. Um, but yeah, I think there were some other personal issues that George was dealing with. I never really asked him about it because that's, you know, to me, even though we're friends, that's personal stuff. But um, I just think it was the right time for him to retire. And to be honest with you, I've always said I wouldn't come back unless it was a Conor McGregor money fight. Unless he's getting $10 million, I wouldn't have been like, see ya. My legacy is strong. Your legacy is infamous. All right, man, before we let you go, what's going on with you over the next week before we catch you next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern? Buddy, I don't do shit, man. I just fucking wait for my next podcast. That's it's all I do in life. You know what I mean? I'm like <laughs> Can you give us an update on your professional athlete uh, you know, exploits? I'm putting a gym up in my garage right now. Uh putting a, a rack, got a little bench there. Um chin ups, see that that's an athlete. You know, I, I do chin ups. That's that's my athletic ability right now. The summertime, slow pitch, that's that's I'm a killer. Put a short porch out in left field, I hit bombs all day, all day. So slow pitch and men's league hockey. That's, that's, that's my go-to right now. Joe, what do you do that's for athletics? Well, well, lawn bowling. Listen, I, I get it. Lawn bowling and curling are hey. two sports, and I get yeah. it. Foosball. Yeah, we call it Jatoni. The Italians call it Jatoni. That's what I do, man. That's, that's my athletic endeavors right there. Yeah. Why the hate? There's no hate, buddy. There's no hate. There's just truth. Oh, C. Phoenix. <laughs> you're right. Yes, C. Phoenix. That's fine. No problem. C. Phoenix uh, wants to know, um, Freddie Roach basically ap- uh, apparently stated that to train Conor McGregor for Floyd Mayweather. I don't even think that's enough. Listen, you can train me for three years too and I'll get in the ring. It doesn't mean I'm going to win. But he'll get me ready for that fight. I might take that beating. But yeah, train me for three years. I'll be in there too. Again, I'm not saying Conor doesn't. He's a decent fighter, but one when I'm having a hard time, I'm watching the YouTube channel and because it's so far behind. I think Joe's trying to interrupt me right now because I see him talking on this YouTube channel. And like I said before, he's just not pretty to look at. But um, yeah, I'm watching C Phoenix here, watch a sparring video. Look not good. Yeah, I agree. I watched him in a sparring video. He's not doing anything to Mayweather. Let's call it spade a spade. Uh, who's this? Trade Deuce Music. They like me on your podcast, Joe. Um <laughs> Traders Music saying, great show, guys. Thank you, Traders Music. I sincerely appreciate that. No, he's uh, saying, it now- he's saying it to me. Um, someone said about uh, Juice Belly. Listen, I don't know enough about that stuff to call spade a spade here. I don't look good enough, but I don't know what an insulin gut is, but I'll have to Google it when I'm done this. Yeah, I'll look it I'll up as well. Ninja Pirates uh, all over the, the insulin gut thing. I'll let Joe talk for a little bit before I interrupt him again. 
All right, guys. Thank you very much to everyone that tuned in. Uh, thank you, guys, uh, of course, in the live chat. As I always say, just tell one friend, man. Tell one friend about the podcast, and we will grow uh, exponentially o- over the next few weeks. I know Sean Rossap always says, tell 10 friends. Uh, I just ask you to tell one, man. Tell one pal. And have them tell one pal, and, and, and we will grow. We have some great content here. Uh, of course, Pat Cote now joining us uh, on Mondays. Tuesdays, Elias Theodoro. Wednesdays, the infamous Sean Pearson. Uh, Thursday, Twinkle Toes, Frank Trigg. And Fridays, Sean Rossap and I. Uh, you know, let Sean, the other Sean, uh, go nuts as well. So uh, anything else you want to say, Mr. Pearson, before we let you go? No, I'm good. I just want to make sure the guys get to see me as we fade to black here instead of you. So let's hit that live button while I keep talking right now. And then, uh, again, they don't have to, to see your selfie on, uh, on video. I'll, I'll let you so. close it off the show. But first, let me say, guys, make sure you do, and girls, make sure you do follow Sean Pearson online via social media, at Sean Pearson. Follow yours truly, at Showdown Joe. Uh, and, of course, at FightfulMMA and FightfulMMA.com uh, for all your mixed martial arts news. Tomorrow, 12.30 Eastern, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, Frank Trigg will join me, and we'll get a whole bunch of stuff taken care of uh, with Twinkletoes. Pearson, you may close off the show, sir. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. As Sean Pearson, I almost have a thousand Instagram followers. How sad is that? How sad has my life become that I have to ask for Instagram followers? I really don't care. If you like my kids' hockey, you can follow me. All right, guys. Good night. Enjoy. See everybody next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.